finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Biden hit the road over Labor Day weekend, ostensibly to help candidates, Democrat candidates in the uh, midterms. But I think, let's be honest, it's really just for comic relief. It's just to give us all a good laugh at the end of summer. We have some of the uh, gaffes and some of the lowlights from Biden's appearances. He's, he's still doing the angry Joe thing. He's still scolding and shouting at, at the clouds. Uh, but I guess, I guess he should be out there boasting and bragging because he created 10,000 million jobs. According to Corinne Jean-Pierre, 10,000 million, yeah, 10,000 million jobs. That's quite an accomplishment. We will play you uh, the sound from KJP, perhaps the dumbest presidential spokesperson in history. Speaking of dumb, um, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has another unbelievable lie. It's incredible that they just think they could say anything and people will believe it because that's generally how they've gone through life. We got that story from young Kamala's young Kamala's childhood in California, which I don't even think she lived in California. But we'll tell you what she was uh, bragging about uh, over the weekend. A teacher goes to jail for uh, misgendering his student. Oh, CNN, the purge continues at CNN. Another left-wing hack gets whacked as CNN attempts to dig itself out of the basement and uh, pivot, pivot and become more moderate, become more mainstream. Um, bizarre story, this knifing, mass knifing in Canada. I, I became a little uh, obsessed with this over the weekend. We'll give you the latest on that. And the Live Golf Tournament uh, had a pretty good show, pretty good, pretty good ending, dramatic ending for the live tournament uh, in Bolton, Massachusetts. Uh, Dustin Johnson was the big winner, but let's be honest, Phil Mickelson, he's going to take a bow. He is, uh, he is uh, pretty happy with the way things have gone, and he should be. I mean, I'm, I, I don't blame any of these guys. They are cashing in. We got the numbers, we got the totals, and they. Uh, 16-year-old drummer pays tribute to his dad in a video that I kind of I kind of loved it over the weekend. Watched it about 10 times, got the little goosebumps. We'll play you that. Maybe maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll enjoy it as much as I did. We got that and lots more on today's Callahan show brought to you by My Pillow. We love My Pillow. Just go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard My Pillow, which is normally 69.98, is only 19.98 with code word Jerry. My Pillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. 
by purchasing from my pillow. Not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. My pillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons. So you can get factory direct pricing. If you order from mypillow.com using code word, Jerry, you get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free half off slippers, six piece towel sets, regular one Oh nine 99, just 39 99 with code word, Jerry. That's mypillow.com promo code, Jerry. All right, it is a Tuesday, Tuesday, September 6th, one of the most depressing days of the year, let's be honest. Summer's over. I know everyone's excited about football, and so am I. The Buffalo Bills play Thursday night, and I love watching the Bills. We'll, we'll get into that later in the week. But on this rainy, cold, miserable Tuesday, uh, we got a lot. We got, we, you know, we got, we got some, uh, we're going to have some laughs at the president's expense because let's be honest, that's what he's good for. He's not good for much. He's not good for much, but he is good for a chuckle. During the uh, campaign, uh, as we know, they kept him in the basement. He was like Gimp in Pulp Fiction. They kept him locked away, probably had that leather suit on, had a leash on, same as the Gimp. We didn't get to see much. He let the mainstream media do the campaigning for him, and it worked. He, he Big tech censored any negative news about him. The media went to work trying to defeat Donald Trump and uh, they succeeded and he came out, you know, after, after it was all over and took a bow and now he's kind of, you know, going through the motions as a uh, commander in chief. Occasionally he makes a speech like he did last Thursday uh, in that dark and demonic uh, setting with the red, that thing, that, that thing's going to last forever, by the way, you were always going to look back at the day uh, Biden went full Mussolini with the uh, dark red and the black and the uh, and the Marines and the yelling and the screaming and the shouting and demonizing half the country. That's going to be, that's going to be forever, a forever image of Joe Biden. But I don't think he's, I don't think he's looking at it as a mistake. It is, it's going to backfire. It was a, it was a colossal blunder, but he thinks that when he gets angry, when he points fingers, when he slams the desk, when he calls his opposition uh, terrorists and fascists and threats to democracy, he thinks that works. He thinks that's showing passion to his supporters, igniting passion and, and, and fury in his supporters. And he, think that's, he thinks that's what they need because let's be honest, nobody is enthusiastic about Joe Biden, the man, or Joe Biden, the, the candidate, so he needs to get angry. He needs to make them as angry as he is at his opposition. So as we know, he, he, he just constantly lies and says they're a threat to democracy while he uses the FBI to raid his opponent's home and go through his Baron Trump's bedroom. For the record, the FBI raided Baron Trump's room before they ever raided Hunter Biden's room. So if you're looking for, you know, children, of presidential candidates or presidents, Barron, Barron, he's the target, not a hunter, but Barron, but that's, uh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that because Joe Biden was exposed. And this is a, a serious exposed for telling perhaps the biggest lie he's ever told. And I'm watching, I've been watching the news all weekend. Gets very little coverage, but I'm, I want to get to, I want, first I want to start with the gaffes with the foot in the mouth which the, with the malapropisms, because they're funny. I mean, let's be honest, presidential, I mean, uh, congressional candidates, senatorial candidates are running from him. They don't want to appear with him. Even that meathead, John Fetterman, 
doesn't want to be seen with Biden, but Biden, for whatever reason, has decided his people, I shouldn't say he, he has no say in this, but his handlers, the visiting angels have decided he is going to go out there and make the case. And since it was Labor Day weekend, he would play to that that small minority, that uh, labor union uh, base, that 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 hardcore uh, liberal Democrat base and, and, and he'd shout and they'd, they'd cheer. And he made a couple of appearances. I think there was about 72 people at one, which is a pretty big crowd for Biden. The other one had about, I don't know, two dozen people. And uh, you don't have to go. You can catch it online. You can catch it on TV and you can get a chuckle. Uh, we got, we got so many. I want to do the big farmer. I want to do the farmer thing. Cause that was one of his more unhinged rants. But do we have, well, you know what? We'll start at the end. Let's start at the end, Ironhead, where he thanks everybody and says, God bless everybody, because this this just made me laugh out loud. Do we have him saying, uh, may God? Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> this is this is the end of uh, one of his, uh, look at Labor Fest. He was at Labor Fest with all these radical labor union people and, uh, ooh, took his tie off. And here he is wrapping it up. We're starting at the end because it's funny, but let's listen to uh, Dementia Joe wrap up one of his appearances. Go ahead. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. <laughs> oh, how does that happen? You're looking at the you're looking, you're looking at the teleprompter, and you see that protect. And it comes out prekt. May God. <laughs> Prepped our troops. Uh, it's just sad. Oh, do we have? Uh, do we have the? Uh, uh, I forget. I forget the exact words. But what else we got? We got three or four more gaffes from uh, Sleepy Joe. But the the one where he can't pronounce uh, reduce the uh, deficit. Somebody, <laughs> that one? Yeah, he just makes <laughs> reduce the deficit. He just makes up a word. There's got to be a dictionary. Someone has to start a dictionary of words he's made up. Remember the Himalaya one? Yeah, uh, sure do. This, it can be summed up in one word. Himalayas. <laughs> but this is a good one. This is him boasting about reducing the deficit. Perhaps the biggest you know, sleight of hand he has reduced the deficit. He's spent trillions, not including you know the, the budget, off budget. He's spent hundreds of billions without any, uh, without going through Congress, just on, on these crazy executive orders. He squandered billions, created inflation, cr- uh, raised the deficit, but let's, let's let him lie and boast and brag about this. Go ahead. And you know how much, you know how much I'm going to do with the deficit this year? One <laughs> trillion five hundred thousand reduced. <laughs> oh, oh wait, I want to I want to play that again because there's two parts. That's word he makes up, and then one trillion five hundred thousand. There's nobody anywhere, and, and nobody who hears that and believes it. Nobody believes because of Joe Biden's spending that we've reduced the deficit by one trillion five hundred thousand. You don't think they don't believe him when he says it, and there it's responded with a golf clap. <laughs> and uh, I, I think all you know, fifty-seven people who attended this rally. We're just thrilled, but play. Can you play it again? I want to try. I want to try to make a sense of this. Go ahead. And you know how much? You know how much I'm reduced with the deficit this year? One <laughs> trillion five hundred thousand. Redu- it was funnier the second time. <laughs> one, uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. one trillion. Yeah. 
I don't know why they're uh, marching him out there. I'm sure he wanted to be on the beach and getting ice cream and, you know, riding his bike and uh, on Labor Day weekend. I don't even know why they're sending him out there. Who does it, how does it help anything? How does it help their, their side? But uh, he did, I mean, obviously it's just all lies and just fairy tales he makes up as he goes along. But the one of the crazier rants was about pharma, that he's gone after pharma. I think he means big pharma, big pharma. And it could be the, the ultimate in projection. I mean, he has done nothing but catered to big pharma. He's, as we've talked about many times, he's created like 10 or more uh, billionaires at Pfizer. The people at Pfizer have become billionaires. Everything they've done is designed to funnel money to Pfizer. That's why one reason, the main reason, they really force vaccines on everybody. That's why they don't talk about natural immunity. That's why they don't talk about uh, about getting in shape, losing weight, because they want everybody to get vaxxed and boosted and double boosted because cha-ching, it means billions and billions more for Pfizer and Moderna and his supporters in big pharma. That's why Fauci and Burks and Walensky do everything. It's to help big pharma make money. Uh, I, I, I mean, him standing there saying that is, is saying he's taken on big pharma is so absurd. It is, it is, it is almost laughable, but the way he does it makes it, makes it uh, even more uh, uh, it makes it even funnier, but can, do we have him angrily screaming about how he's taken on pharma? Um, I don't, I think you sent me that one, but I can get it. But in okay. the meantime, you can get it. it's in, everywhere. In the meantime, we can uh, listen to some story about a headboard thinking it's mad. Oh, this, <laughs> this, 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 is, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. I mean, first of all, he's making it up because it's about his childhood. It's about his parents. And that's the number one tell with Joe Biden when he's talking about his parents, his childhood, his family, you know, and the little well, four kids. We had my, we sit around the kitchen table. We couldn't figure out how to make ends meet. It's all lies. He was a little rich kid. He never went through that. He lies about the price of gas. His entire childhood, gas was uh, consistent. It didn't go up. It, it wasn't too expensive. They didn't raise the price and make it impossible for his father to pay the bills. It's all lies. But anyway, he doesn't even know why this is funny. He doesn't even know what he's saying here, but let's let him, let's listen to him talk about, uh, a uh, a memory from his childhood when mom and dad were in the next room. <laughs> this might be the best thing he's ever said. Like many of you, I wasn't raised poor, but I was. We weren't wealthy. We lived in a three-bedroom, uh, split-level home in a little town called a little area called Mayfield in Delaware, with four kids: a mom and a dad and a grandpa living with us. But we were all right. We were all right, but you could always tell when the things were going rough. You could hear in the wall, three of us, we had two sets of bunks in one room. You could hear my dad when he was restless and hear the headboard move. I remember asking my mom one day, what's the matter with dad? She said, honey, you just, we just lost our insurance. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in, the next, he's in the next room, he hears the headboard banging. And he thinks dad is restless because he lost his insurance. <laughs> Even by his standards, how dumb is that? How dumb is that? It's obviously not in the teleprompter. He obviously went off script and he thinks people are going to relate to that. Like, oh, we lost our insurance. So he was restless. So the headboard was banging. Into the wall. 
Oh, you know what? I think uh, he's asking. He might have grown up. I mean, his family was probably as dysfunctional then as it is now. You know, you know when you hear uh, when they hear banging in the next in the bathroom, that means he's trying to get in the shower with his daughter. <laughs> oh God, what a, what a what a performer he is! But uh, is this? Uh, do you have the, the 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 big farmer rant or the farmer rant? Yep. He's just look at the eyes. Look at the face. If you're watching along with us, he is a cartoon character. This is something out of the, the, out of family guy or the Simpsons, just this angry old man ranting incoherently. This is our leader, our our commander in chief. uh, This, this is the leader of the free world and he's totally unhinged. And by the way, he's lying. Go ahead, play it. We beat Farmer this year. We beat Farmer this year, and it mattered. We're going to change people's lives. Beat Farmer. That that could be the biggest lie. Well, I can't say that. You can't say the biggest lie ever told because he'll 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 say something else today. But big farm, big beat Farmer. Farmer. They, they, this was the best friend Farmer ever had. Uh, ask yourself, why are they forcing? Vaccines on healthy people still. Why are they kicking people out of the military still? Why? Because they want everybody to buy Pfizer's product. The more they buy, the more Pfizer makes. And I, I'm not sure exactly what form the kickbacks come for, for Joe Biden, but I know how they come for uh, Fauci and Walensky and Burke. They get rich. And by the way, once they quit, like uh, like Fauci's threatening to do, they get really rich. They go to their boards, they serve on their boards, they make speeches, they make appearances, and they make a fortune. He did the opposite of Beat Pharma. He 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 was the, the greatest friend Pharma ever had. And and those morons in the back in the crowd cheering, they know Beat Pharma. He doesn't even know it's called Big Pharma anyway, you dope. Uh but but before we get to the biggest, again, the, the most blatant lie, we knew it was a lie uh, from Joe Biden. I want to get to this Kareem Jean-Pierre because this is, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. This is the presidential spokesperson, the worst affirmative action hire in the administration, which is saying something because, you know, he has a, a certain uh, vice president and we'll get to her. But over the weekend, uh, KJP was bragging about the economy. <laughs> Bragging about the economy is just, that's funny on its face. But uh, let's uh, let's listen to uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre tell you why they are so proud of uh, their work in the uh, in the private sector and, and, and how much good they've done for the economy. Go ahead. As you know, the good news is in August, the economy created 315,000 jobs, which is important. We have created nearly 10,000 million jobs since President Biden took office, uh, which is the fastest job growth in history. So you're asking me, where's the success? Here it is. Wait, let me finish. Wait, wait, hold on. (laughs) 10,000 million jobs. I guess, you know, you got me there. You got me there. He's uh, he's been a hell of a president for the last 19, 20 months. 10,000 million jobs. But, right. oh, you know, I don't I want to do one more silly ass lie before we get to the serious lie, the big lie. But this this I think this story just came out today. Uh, it's in the nation far left rag that's uh, you know very supportive of uh, the Biden regime and Kamala Harris. And they have a, uh, a piece on a feature on Kamala Harris and you know, her struggles. And it's all bullshit. It's just, you know, typical uh, agit prop. But uh, 
uh, the, the one thing Kamala and Joe Biden have in common, I mean, he's obviously got dementia. She doesn't. She, he's probably smarter when you think about it. But they both lie so easily and comfortably and casually. And that comes from years of being coddled by the media. You can tell a story to make up a lie and they will protect you. They will not fact check you. They will not call you out. doesn't matter how many times you say it or how silly it is, how far-fetched it is. The media will always be there for you. The nation writing about this, and I guess they're writing like it's serious. Here it is. <laughs> I got to get through this without laughing. Uh, growing up in California in the late 60s and early 70s with a mother who was very deeply rooted in the movements for economic, social, and racial justice, the vice president was inspired by Cesar Chavez and the United Farm Workers, which used grape boycotts to force growers to negotiate. Quote, the farm workers movement was very much part of my childhood. This sounds quaint, and so I'm reluctant to say it, but I didn't eat a grape until I was in my 20s. Like, literally, never had a grape. I remember the first time I had a grape, I went, wow, this is quite tasty. It was absolutely ingrained so deeply in me. Never cross a picket line. <laughs> so she's, she wants to believe, wants you to believe she's a little kid. And there's grapes, whatever, at a picnic at school or whatever. And she said, no, I can't eat those grapes because Cesar Chavez says not to. Uh, how do you take that seriously? That This is like what she told, uh, who was it? Was it Colbert or uh, Kimmel, one of them that, uh, you know, she was marching in the civil rights. And she told her, her mother that she was there for freedom. And it was just totally, it, actually, it wasn't made up. It was stolen. It's a line from Martin Luther King. Uh, and, and she said, you know, she was in her stroller. She wasn't even walking. She was in a stroller. It said she was there for freedom. Well, I was in a stroller. <laughs> I was in a stroller. And um, so I was out there. And in fact, my wow. mother used to have a very funny story about I was fussing. And, and, and she said, Kamala, what do you want? And I said, and this is how she would say it. And she said, Kamala, what do you want? And I said, freedom. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, God, you know what? I... Uh, if you're going to lie, don't you have to make it sound sort of kind of believable? I mean, does anyone think Kamala Harris never ate a grape because she was so devoted to the to the farm workers when she was like eight? <laughs> what a silly woman. What an absolute silly, silly woman. But now I want to get to the uh, the big lie, which is, again, the media will cover it. I haven't seen much of it on uh, Fox News. I mean, I tweet. I, I was, I was not tweeting much over the weekend because, you know, just trying to try to get away from it a little bit. But this one, this one is, is hard to get away from. Uh, if you weren't paying attention, Trump won there. A judge, judge Cannon agreed that there should be a special mat master, a neutral party to look at the, the outrageous unprecedented raid on Trump's home. And that's a good thing. That's what Trump wanted. That's not what the DOJ or Merrick Garland wanted. They, and, and the judge also ordered him to stop investigating, put a, uh, to, uh, put a hold on uh, digging deeper into the uh, documents that they seized from Trump's home. You know, they, I think they, they got to, they got to stop, you know, sniffing, uh, sniffing uh, Melania's, uh, you know, uh, 
this underwear and, 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 and just wait until the special master rules, but in it, and I, there you got it in front of you in, and I, let me get it in front of me in it is this little footnote page two and three of the ruling judge cannon reveals that it was Joe Biden who ordered the FBI access to the Mar-a-Lago documents and Trump's personal belongings. It's right there. It says the, where's the line? This is the, uh, uh, it says, yes. Providing the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president on Thursday, May 12th. Okay. We all knew. <laughs> I mean, we all kind of knew that was true anyway. We knew he did this. I mean, they weren't going to do this raid on Trump without the, getting the, the, the green light from the White House. We talked about it, obviously, here. Um, I talked about it on uh, Tucker Carlson. Obviously, Biden knew, you know, everybody in the administration, all his handlers, Jill and Ron Klain and Barack Obama, they all knew. They all encouraged it. They all insisted on it. They don't care. They hate Trump. They want to stop Trump. They raid Trump's home. The crazy thing is he's asked about it by Peter Ducey. The rest of the media steered clear of this, but Peter Ducey asked him, and he couldn't have been more clear. Watch, do you have this ready? This, this uh, Ducey asking Biden. Yep. It's 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 so unbelievable how unequivocal he is. I mean, if 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 he said no comment or something, I, I, it make more sense. I mean, he has to know this is going to come out eventually. He has to know that nobody believes he had nothing to do with it. How can anybody look at this president when he says anything? and take him seriously and believe him and trust him. Uh, I mean, I, I could never, but how could anybody, when you listen to how easily, how casually, how confidently he lies, looks in the eyes of the American people and lies. Let's listen as, uh, as Peter Ducey asks, you know, how much advanced knowledge he had about the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Go ahead. I didn't have any advance notice, none, zero, not one single bit. Thank you. Just, I mean, uh, that's, we all know now, uh, since this judge is ruling, I mean, it, it's in black and white. It's documented. He requested, they, they go in, they raid the home of his rival. And then he just looks in the camera, looks in the eyes of the American public, none, not one single bit. Man, that guy is pathological. It's incredible that, 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 that he ordered the code red. Joe Biden did. We know that now. Why is that not the lead? I mean, I know why, you know, mainstream media, I know why they're ignoring it. They're, they're, they're propping up this, this feeble old man, but why is everybody else ignoring it or glossing it over just because we all knew it was a lie. We just assumed it was a lie. And now it's been confirmed that it's a lie. It just seems bizarre that it's not a bigger story that the president of the United States looked in the camera and flat out lied. We know that now. We know he ordered the hit. We assumed it. I mean, how can you believe a damn word he says? God, this is just, just nuts. But no, no, that- no, 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 no. Don't <laughs> let him go. Let him. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you. I almost forgot. This was a heckler. He got heckled a couple of times over the weekend too, which is good. Uh, I, he gets rattled, but he's speaking to a crowd. I think the guy, I forget, I saw the video of the guy too. I forget what he was saying, but yelling out something about how, how Biden lies and everything else. And, and this is how he handles, man, 
he, he, he would be much better off ignoring the heckler and letting, you know, whatever the crowd shot him down. But this is him. I don't know which, which was in Michigan. And he's given, uh, given a speech to all the union thugs and he starts to get heckled and he just sounds so rattled. Go ahead. Play it again. No, 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 no. Don't let, let him go. Let him. <laughs> what is that? No, no, no. What no. is that? By the way, he meant he calls him like a MAGA guy who's out to destroy democracy. I, I don't know who told them that was a good plan that MAGA people are out to destroy democracy. But I'm sorry, it doesn't work. It doesn't fly. We know what you've done. We know you raided your opponent's home. We know you used the FBI to suppress the laptop. We know you labeled parents as domestic terrorists. We know you've arrested Trump's lawyers and and advisors, you've handcuffed them. You've sent the FBI to their homes, guns drawn. I'm so those those aren't the threats to them. Those aren't the fascists. You gotta look in the mirror, Gramps. You are, you are projecting like no one has ever projected. But all right, let me do. Uh, do we do? Is that it for God? Is that it for Biden? Gas for the moment. I mean, all the way today. But uh, is, that, is that what we got? Because he was. Man, he was on a roll this weekend. That's all we have for Biden gaffes. I'm sure I can find more. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised he even left home. I'm surprised he wasn't. I mean, who again? Who wants him there? None of the congressional candidates. They don't want anywhere. They don't want any part of him. Why does he even come out of his? Fetterman, a stroke what? victim, wants nothing to do with him. <laughs> no, Fetterman, the other brain damaged uh, politician out there, and he uh, he ran and hid when when he was in Pennsylvania. Fetterman, who's more liberal than Biden, Fetterman, who's a Bernie bro, said, that guy's toxic. I don't want to go near him. By the way, talking about, you know, how they're not the majority, you know, the, the MAGA people aren't the majority of Republicans. They're, they're almost all Republicans or MAGA Republicans. And Joe Biden has an approval rating of 38%. I don't think he supports the majority either there, Prez. I don't think, uh, I don't think you have uh, a leg to stand on, but it was an entertaining weekend from uh, our feeble-minded commander-in-chief. All right, we got lots more to get to. Let me do Shay, and then we're going to get to the purge at CNN. This was great. I'm enjoying this. Uh, I'm enjoying actually watching CNN make the little pivot. We get that uh, crazy story out of Canada. And the live, the live guys had a pretty damn good weekend here in Boston. But, uh, but first, Shea Concrete, you know what they can do for you. you know, this summer, you got to do a summer home improvement project. I got one for you. New precast concrete steps, whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling an old one. Shea has great values on precast concrete steps with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your, your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the envy of the neighborhood they remove the old steps bring in new steps within hours you got a whole new look and your house is looks better and is worth more this isn't just an uh this isn't an expense this is an investment an upgrade in your home with one phone call shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience in a few hours you'll have a brand new front entrance and you will love it you can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Also at SheaConcrete.com, you got to look for a job, a good one. Shea is hiring. They're always hiring. The business is good. It is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. 
I, I want to get to that wild story in Canada. One of the guys is still on the loose, but this CNN purge story just makes me, it makes me smile. What can I say? I'm, I'm trying to look at all the good news here today uh, on this depressing day after Labor Day. Rainy, dark, cold, crappy, floody day after Labor Day. I hate the end of summer. Just, I, I'm, I'm like, I need like, I need like medication or something to make it through the day after summer. This is from the Daily Wire. Employees at CNN are reportedly panicking as Chris, Chris Licht, the company's new chairman and CEO, is continuing to cut some of the network's most hyper-partisan leftist talent. The Daily Mail reported that staffers at the far-left network, which is trying to become more nonpartisan, quote, fear a network-wide purge of woke talent at the company. People are freaked out, one CNN journalist said. It almost feels like there's a pattern. Is there a purge going on? They seem to be sending a message. Watch what you say. Watch what you do. Longtime CNN personalities are disappearing, and the viewers don't know why, <laughs> another CNN employee said. A producer for the network said it, it, was unsettl- it was an unsettling time from top to bottom and that no one at CNN is happy right now. This coming on the heels of the latest firing. The panic comes after CNN parted ways with hard left White House correspondent John Howard, following hyperpartisan remarks from Howard, including a tweet in which Howard claimed, quote, Biden's assertion that Trump and extremist Republicans pose a threat to democracy is undeniably true. Well, he tweeted that out, this hack. And then he got fired uh, and he'll obviously get a job somewhere else. They always do. This is the old Jamel Hill factor. Doesn't matter. As long as you hate Trump, as long as you are uh, sufficiently woke, you'll always get a job in the media. But this guy was the worst. I mean, if you don't remember, I mean, this guy is just hardcore lefty, hardcore Trump hater who posed as a journalist. See, those are the guys who are getting whacked like Steltler, Stettel. I screw up his name. Stelter. Uh, Stelter. 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 He got fired. I mean, these guys who pretend to be journalists and they're really just far left activists like Harwood. Harwood in 2016, not that long ago, he was, uh, uh, he was actually a a moderator in the debate and uh, a Republican debate with Jeb Bush. And he reached out to John Podesta, Clinton, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager and you know he's now in the now in the White House. Just just got hired or uh, just joined the uh, the Biden team. He emailed him and asked him what he should ask Jeb Bush in the debate. So he's asking John Podesta for questions to ask Republicans in a debate. That's when they were thinking, you know, that Jeb would likely be Hillary's opponent, and Harvard was working hard behind the scenes to help Hillary. And he's still, this is six years later, and he's still a, quote, reporter. It's just, it's just such a joke that, uh, you know, I commend this guy Licked for whacking these people. He uh, obviously, they, they dumped uh, Tube Steak Tubin first, I think, and then Stelter and now Harwood, and they're bracing for more. You got to love it. You got to love to see these people squirming. And I'm telling you, I've watched... I, it, with interest, I've checked it out. They are, they are, they, they've got the message. They are not, they are not all, you know, just, just carrying Biden's water anymore. They're trying to be, you know, nonpartisan and neutral. It's interesting. They could hire conservatives. They could hire like 
two conservatives and have them in one of their panels every night and, and they would change everything. But they, you, you know, that they, they hate those people. They're like Biden. They think they're evil. They think they're, they're, they're fascists. They, these, I mean, this is a guy literally saying it was true when Biden called all the MAGA people fascists and terrorists and uh, white supremacists. And that's true. This is from a reporter at CNN. Uh, well, a former reporter. He's as of this moment, uh, I think he's still unemployed, and that is a good thing. Screw him. Uh, they got a. I don't know who's next, but it's got to be a, a Jim Acosta. That that repulsive slug has to be uh, on the on the hit list next. We mentioned about a week ago. Time Magazine has a story, and I think that that they were spoofed. I think someone. Uh, put them on, but they, they have a story about a guy, you know, non-binary author, and they come up with a new pronoun and you can't read the story because it's incoherent. You can't come up, you can't make up new pronouns the same way you can't make up new nouns or verbs or adjectives. It's distorting the language. It's making it incoherent. And that's what this is doing. When you talk to one person and you call them, they, now, I'm sure this teacher wouldn't want to call the boy she either, and I don't blame him. That is confusing. But how do we get to the point where you're allowed to make yourself a plural, you know, like like Demi Lovato did, at least briefly, and then she went back to whatever, back to a she. But that's just silly. You can't, you can't be a plural. You are one person. And this guy, this guy is in prison right now in prison for using the wrong pronoun. Uh, that's coming, America. That is coming. How are we doing? I you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. I was just trying to find that story you were looking. It's 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 hard to I mean you read it and you just go, what? What it just I mean all right, I'm gonna tell you a quick personal story. Went to the grocery store yesterday. I had to do that because you know my wife has COVID. Usually that's her job. You know, that's a woman's job, but she's uh, COVID positive. So I had to go to the grocery store, which was fine. It wasn't very busy or crowded. It was a holiday. And I went to the, um, to the uh, deli counter, get some, some cheese and ham. And this guy turns around and I was, and I always call people, sir, just to, Hey, how you doing, sir? You know, in grocery stores, like the bagger, if a bagger does your groceries, you say, thank you, sir. It's a feels kind of respect. And I almost said, sir, he turns around and he was big and had kind of long hair and he has a face uh, mask on, which is dead giveaway. He's a weirdo. He's wearing a mask. And on the mask, it says she, her. And I went, Whoa, I come, I almost misgendered. And I wondered it would have offended this person, obviously, but would it have been any, would it have been a big deal if I said, sir, because I heard he had a guy's voice and he looked like he was big and, but his mask said she, her. So was I supposed to say ma'am? I guess I didn't say anything. I just said, thank you. And the person, he, her, she, they was very nice and did a good job and, you know, sliced up my, my cheese and gave it to me. And I said, thank you. And I said, whoa, I almost said, sir. Now I'm sure, I don't know. Do you think, do you think she, do you think she would have been offended if I misgendered? Y yes. And then what, would I have been kicked out of the store? Would I, have, I mean, uh, we're not to the point where I'm going to go to jail. I don't think like in Ireland, but when I have been in, when I have been in, uh, 
you know, pronoun, you know, trouble, misgender it. When I've been accused of misgendering, would I've had to apologize and call him ma'am? Yeah. I don't know. You would have been but, the victim of a, a a real upsetting crying TikTok that they made that, afterwards. That's true. I, you know, that's probably the, the the recourse. But it was funny because there was three people behind the deli, two guys and this person, and there was no one else around. And so I'm looking around and going, "Whoa, um, that was close." And but then I'm thinking, <laughs> they 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 would have been the witnesses. They would have said, "Yes, he misgendered her." And then what? What are they going to do? It can't. And what, you know, ask me to leave. I was heading to the exit anyway. Uh, give back my cheese. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it's yeah. just it, you it's didn't. Just a, you didn't hear though. Uh, misgendering causes terminal illness, so you would have done well, a lot of damage. But misgendering oftentimes is just an accident, right? It's not yeah. some ill-intentioned thing. I mean, this guy, this guy in Ireland who's going to prison, he did it on purpose, and and God bless him. It was for religious reasons. We used to respect those. And he's in he, his kid, this kid and his parents, it's always the parents, the parents of these kids are the worst are, are, are telling the kid, yes, make everyone call you they. And if they don't call you, they will send you, we'll send them to prison. Okay. Have a good day. They <laughs> <laughs> just so ridiculous. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, Paul says it would have been a scene. I'm not sure. Cause it was a slow day and there was no, no one else in line. There was no line. I didn't even have to take a number. It was just me. But the guy, other guy behind the counter was like a badass looking guy with tattoos, looked like a tough guy. And they were getting along. They were like talking and everything. They were colleagues. He might have jumped on me, I asked, and said, don't you say that. Don't you call him, her, her, he, hum, they. He he probably would have done a subtle fist pump underneath the desk. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know. I'm not going to be like vicious or mean or anything. I just find it absurd that we've come up with this craziness and, and, you know, we've certainly gone over it. The, the things that they're doing at these children's hospitals, including Boston children's hospital where they're mutilating kids. And I don't think this person was mutilated. I just think he wants to be called she. And as long as uh, he slices my uh, ham, you know, right. I'll, 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 I'll do it just to get, get through it. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking for a fight. Uh, okay. Yeah, say thanks, bro, next time. See what Robert, Robert makes a good point. It's CNN. They think S.E. Cup is a conservative, and she used to be. I don't like S.E. Cup. I met her one time, and she was a she was not a nice, not not nice. And not, and I tried to be friendly. I good. tried to be nice. And she just blew me off, so she sucks. And she's not a conservative. She has done what many conservatives have done. She's uh, sold out for a paycheck. She's done what... You know, uh, Jonah Goldberg and Stephen Hayes and those guys did. They 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 sold out for a paycheck, and uh, they pretend to be pretend to be Trump haters and pretend to be liberals, but it doesn't work. They need real conservatives at CNN, just one or two. I mean, they have a handful of liberals at at Fox, and it works. I mean, they should have a show like The Five, where they have like three liberals and two conservatives and fight it out. The Five is on at five o'clock. In case you didn't know, that's why it's called the five. That and I have five people. And the numbers, the ratings defy logic. It's on before people get home from work. And it's number one on cable news because they mix it up because they fight. I tried to, I I think that show should be emulated on every network in many different forms. For some reason, they don't do it. I tried to do that with with, uh, Minahan and me and Ordway. We're going to go on uh, whatever it's called, NBC Boston. And I said, this is what we should do. This is what you should do. 
see the five, get five people, or if you can't afford five, make it the four and then we'll fight it out. Just turn on the cameras. You fight it out for an hour. It works. But for some reason, no one does it. They don't, they don't steal that format. I don't get it, but I, uh, before we get to, uh, our, uh, musical news, I want to mention this uh, story because I got a little obsessed with it over the weekend. By the way, they found a body in Memphis of that billionaire heiress. She's a school teacher. I think she's a kindergartner for it was. And, and uh, she was abducted over the weekend at four in the morning jogging. Yep. Who the hell jogs at four in the morning? Still dark out. Uh, so she got abducted and then they busted the guy. He's a creep. He's a criminal. And they just found the body this morning and they just identified it. So it is her, it is uh, sad, a sad ending to this story. Didn't last long, but uh, they got him pretty quickly. And now they got the body and it appears to be murder, a senseless, sickening murder. Uh, That's too bad. Uh, But it's not nearly as disturbing. I shouldn't say that um, as the story out of Canada. If you weren't following this over the weekend, if you were tuning out, one of the more bizarre mass murders, and I have been reading, trying to figure out like a motive on this thing, man. It is so screwed up. You got two guys, two brothers. One is now dead and one is on the run. They, 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 they attacked with knives because, you know, guns are hard to come by in Canada, although... Hunting rifles aren't. <laughs> why, why, why knives? Why knives? Uh, one of two brothers, this is from uh, the Daily Mail, one of two brothers suspected of carrying out a mass stabbing in a rural Canadian settlement has been found dead, police said Monday. The other brother remained at large. Siblings Damien and Miles Sanderson were charged with murdering 10 people and wounding 19 in a stabbing rampage that devastated an indigenous community in Saskatchewan. Damien Sanderson has been found dead uh, on this uh, Indian reservation, James Smith Smith Cree Nation. Um, His brother may have sustained injuries and may be seeking medical attention. Damien Sanderson's injuries are not to believe believe to be self-inflicted. So we're thinking these two brothers went on a, Tear. Wow, one of them is uh, 240 pounds with black and brown eyes. He's the one who's on the run. He's injured. So did they have a fight, a knife fight, and the big guy won, and the other guy went on the run? Check this out. Uh, the attacks were the, among the deadliest in Canada's modern history. Some of victims appeared to be targeted. Others were at random. A mother of two, a 77-year-old widower, a first responder, and a 14-year-old boy were among the initial victims. The siblings, who were described as armed and dangerous, really, are the chief suspects in attacks on 29 people in 13 different locations. So how does this unfold? I try to picture these things in my mind. 29 people in 13 different locations. Are they driving around there in a black Nissan Rogue? Well, one of them is now. Driving around, just stopping at random locations and stabbing people? 13 different places seems so bizarre. I have to, uh, I have to, you know, read up. They get a whole map of their route and everything on, uh, on, uh, 
on the Daily Mail and uh, tweets from the authorities and pictures. And here's the crazy thing is a lot of people, a lot of the gun guys um, are saying, you know, see, it doesn't matter if you have gun laws because mass murderers will still find a way to murder. And that is true. But I'm going to be honest, you could you could kill more people with a gun, kill them faster and easier. You don't have to be as, uh, you know, barbaric and knifing 14 year old boys to death. But here's what I would defend gun rights. This is rural place. This is right. Rural Canada out in the stick and, you know, in, uh, indigenous people. You think maybe they would have guns to protect themselves if they were allowed to, you know, to have for guns sure. for self-defense? Mm-hmm. You have a 245-pound crazed, crazed lunatic with a knife going after a 77-year-old widow and a 14-year-old boy and nobody around has a gun to stop them so they can go to 13 different places and kill at least 10 people, knife 29 people? For what? How do you keep going? Usually, you know, you these mass shootings, they don't, they have one location. You know, they shoot up at the location, they either kill themselves or get killed. These guys kept going to third, this is like, you know, think of the, your longest day, you know, Christmas shopping. You ever go to 13 different places? That takes a lot of work. These guys went to 13 different places to die, knife 29 people. And then they knifed each other, apparently. And the big guy won. The big guy won that battle, but he's still on the run. And I'm guessing a big fat, six feet, 240. How big are you, Ironhead? Uh, like 5'11 to 73. <laughs> so I'm trying to picture you with a bloody knife in your hand and like blood coming all, you know, out of you every, every, every orifice. And <laughs> be pretty scary. Be pretty scary. I and would much rather be shot to death than stabbed. That's true. It probably would be uh, uh, a little cleaner. Uh, speaking of which, today they're back to school in Uvalde, Texas, and uh, not the Rob Elementary, but a lot of a lot of reporters down there in Texas watching the kids go back to school. And by the way, Chief Arredondo is still a free man, and many of the cowards on the Uvalde Police Department are still on the job. That makes no friggin' sense whatsoever. All right. <laughs> Now we get that happy story out of the way. We'll give you, uh, you know, the t- uh, the Memphis heiress, her body was found. The, the guy is in court right now, killed her. And, uh, but we're waiting to see this slob up in Canada get caught and uh, waiting for more uh, details about motives and such. And uh, I wonder how many people in that town would have had a firearm if they could have. But as we remind you, Justin Trudeau said, you have no right to self-defense. When he banned all handguns, he said, you do not have a right to self-defense. And apparently you don't. All right, the Live Tour. Golf news here. Live Tour came to Boston, came to Bolton. It was, by all accounts, a big success. The tournament went down to the, a playoff. And Dustin Johnson hit a, how long was it, about 40-footer? It was huge. And if, 40, he, if he didn't footer, hit it, it was going to go for, 30 right. feet past the cup. For, for Eagle to win the playoff. And uh, dramatically, the place went nuts. They're, you're allowed to get a little loud at live. That's one of the things they're encouraging. They have like a DJ set up, a music. Uh, Greg Norman parachuted into, uh, I don't know if he landed, he landed on like the 18th green or the first green, first tee. He, he jumped, not by himself. He had a tandem jump, which is not that scary, but uh, he parachuted in. Music was playing. Guys wore shorts. 
the crowd got lubed up and had a good time. They said they were sold out one of the days, which is amazing because you can fit, you know, whatever, 40,000 people into a good sized golf course. And here's your update, your money, your money list on the live tournament. And I just want people to stop asking why these people bailed, why these guys bailed on the PGA tour. Do you really have to ask that when after how many tournaments? Four? I think it's four. Four tournaments. The money leader is Dustin Johnson with $9,962,500. bucks he's made. I think he's only won once, right? Yeah, but he's been like top <laughs> five every time. The winner gets $4 bucks. The team prize is like another $4 million. The money is obscene. And you can talk all you want about competition in my dream and wanting to win majors, but when you get right down to it, everybody's goal in every walk of life is to earn a living, is to provide for your family, is to be financially secure forever. And when you play a PGA tour event and there's 140 guys and the winner gets 1.5 million and there's a cut where you are nothing or you play in this event when there's 48 guys and there's no cut and the winner gets 4 million and everyone else gets something you can, you can, rationalize it, justify it. And again, we've gone over this before, but I'll say the PGA tour has many sponsors who do business in Saudi Arabia. Our own government does business in Saudi Arabia. Our feeble president was over fist bumping the guy who ordered the murder of Jamal Khashoggi a couple of months ago. We sell them um, uh, billions in arms. So why are these guys meatheads like Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and Patrick Reed, why are they supposed to be the ones who draw a moral line in the sand and say, Oh no, the Saudis are bad. I can't go over there. I'll stick with the PGA tour whose sponsors all do business or many do business in Saudi Arabia. What sense does that make? The argument has fallen apart in uh, the, for, for uh, the PGA tour guys. And, you know, I respect you know, Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods for standing up for the tour but the argument doesn't fly. They, they take money. They take, they wear a Nike swoosh and they talk about morality in faraway places, a Nike swoosh, those hats, those shirts they're wearing. There's a good chance they were made by Uyghur slaves in China. They don't have a leg to stand on. I like it. It's, it's competition. It's crazy. It's entertaining. And here is your money list. Everybody guys I never heard of are making a million bucks in, in four weeks to play a three-day tournament with no cut, and they can wear shorts. I'm telling you, it's good. In the, ult- in the long run, it's good for golf because it created competition. It got the PGA Tour guys more money and more benefits. And we have Phil Mickelson, a little early for this, but we have Phil Mickelson taking a uh, victory lap on this. And uh, I'm going to guess he's going to say uh, PGA Tour guys are quietly, you know, off the record telling him good job and thanking him. But... Let's listen to Phil. He's still got his you know, scraggly beard. He's still playing the role of the bad guy. But let's listen to Phil talk about how uh, how things have worked out since the uh, live the live crowd has got involved in in professional golf. Go ahead. The fans are in, are getting a lot of benefit out of this, and the all golfers, all professional golfers, are getting a lot of benefit. The guys on the tour are playing for a lot more money. It's great that they magically found a couple hundred million. That's awesome. And. Then- <laughs> <laughs> he's right. I mean, obviously he got 200 million. We know now 
remember when we first heard about this? It was probably almost a year ago, uh, a little less, maybe eight, 10 months. And you're thinking that's crazy. Live golf, you know, whatever, 20, 10 tournaments a year, three days. No one's going to do that. And then you realize that they have a bottomless budget, endless, bottomless, limitless budget. And I think it's a long-term thing. I think they're not going to, not going to make money anytime soon. They don't even have a TV contract. They're thinking five years, 10 years from now, there's going to be real money to be made and real competition. And maybe there'll be a merger. Maybe there'll be tournaments live against PGA. It'll be, it'll be good for golf in the long run. And uh, I don't think, Again, the moral argument holds up, but uh, anyway, let's get to uh, my favorite uh, video of the weekend. I became a little, uh, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of videos like twice, although I did watch a couple of those Biden gaffes twice. And I did see, I'm, I shouldn't say that, I did see KJP say they created 10,000 million jobs. I did see that a few dozen times. But if you're not aware, Taylor Hawkins I'm not a huge Foo Fighters fan. Are you a Foo Fighters fan? Oh, they, have, they have some good songs, but I've, that's, I've that's, that's about where I would come down. They have some good songs. You could sing along. Obviously, you could sing along to the song we're going to play, but their drummer died, Taylor Hawkins, and he um, OD'd, we believe, and it was very, it was devastating to Dave Grohl and the, the guys. Apparently, he was a good guy and a good friend, and they canceled their some concerts, and they finally... Uh, made their comeback, I think, in, in London, and it looks like a massive crowd. It's in London, massive crowd. So they got, they had quite a following. The Foo Fighters are big. And there were a couple of guys, a couple of real cool, emotional uh, parts of this show. Uh, one was Wolfgang uh, Van Halen, who, uh, who, would you say you were 5'10", 273? I think Wolfgang is right. You guys could share clothes. Wolfgang's <laughs> a big boy, but he's a hell of a guitar player, and he's, he played a Van Halen song, and he hadn't done that yet, I don't think, but that wasn't the highlight. This kid, Shane Hawkins, son, 16-year-old son of Taylor Hawkins, who died. His father's dead. His father OD'd or whatever. Uh, um, very, very sad comes out and plays the drums for the big song. Uh, there goes my hero. Look at this kid right now. He is, he looks like he's about 10, but apparently he's 16. And I guess, you know, he came up in a musical family with a famous father drummer. So he learned the drums young, but man, if you can watch this without, you know, the goosebumps, you're a, a harder man than I let's watch a little bit of, uh, of Shane Hawkins on the on the kit behind uh, Dave Grohl uh, the other night. Thank you. 
first of all, why is the camera on the kid the whole time? Why are they showing the crowd and the, 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 the time. bass player? Why is the kid? Uh, yeah, you can see the whole video, the whole song, and he just rocks out. And I'm telling you, everybody, this show at the end where he walks off, I think his mother's there. Everyone's crying. Very emotional. I don't know the answer to this, but why isn't, why don't they just hire him? Why doesn't he just replace, is he too young? Can I don't know, know but he's insanely good. He's got to go to school. Is that why he can't get a drop out of high school? But hell again, he's like the live guys he can make some real money. I'm sure his family's fabulously wealthy already, but I saw uh, mm-hmm. another video from the show earlier and Lars Ulrich from Metallica came out to play drums and Brian Johnson from ACDC did black, uh, back in black. Man, he's, he's a significantly better out- drummer than Lars. <laughs> Oh really? They, oh, yeah. they, and then Dave Dave Grohl's there too. He could uh, jump on the drums anytime. But mm-hmm. I think Paul McCartney was there. They brought out some some. Maybe that's why they did it in London. Uh, you know, did this whatever comeback show in London with the kid. But massive crowd and just very cool. If you haven't seen it, watch the whole thing. Uh, all right. What is uh, what, what are the what do the uh, commenters have to say? Ironhead, you got to hold up a piece of paper that says we can't hear you when my mic drops. Yeah, you that would be nice. You could do that. Well, That's probably the, asking too much. A lot of the times you're reading something, so I'm going like this, and you can't see me anyway, so then I text you. All right. It worked. We're fine. You, you can fix it in post. <laughs> I will. Post, uh, what's it called? Yeah, post-production. Post you guys won't even know Post-production. listening live. Right. Post-production, you're going to fix it, and you're going to put that... That cut I didn't tell you to get, but I want that Kamala cut where she says, I, I want, I'm here for freedom. It's the funniest freaking thing she's ever said, but uh, they never, I, I'm starting to come around. I'm starting to enjoy the Biden-Harris, you know, administration because it's, it's funnier than anything else on TV. I mean, it's just, they're just, they're just clowns. They're just honest to God. They are clowns there for our amusement. Of course, be nice if they didn't destroy the country, destroy our 401ks and open the border and everything else, but they are good for a laugh. I will say that, but all right, we will leave it there for this Tuesday day after Labor Day. Anything else, Ironhead? Anything else I miss? Nothing you missed. Nothing I missed. Of course not. Uh, of course not. Later on, we're going to do some football talk this week because I'm looking forward to it. That's a great Thursday night game. I love watching the Bills play. The Bills are the best, the most fun team to watch. The Patriots are already in Miami getting used to getting comfortable or they're leaving like tomorrow getting comfortable with the weather down there, but uh, they are an afterthought, man. Nobody's talking about it. Well, looking at the Patriots, everybody's talking about the Bills. That's a, that is certainly a, a shift, a change in the way it usually is, but uh, we'll get into it later in the week. We will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for watching, listening, and commenting. Good job, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Well, the tide is turning in Massachusetts after years of watching Democrats raise taxes, hinder local businesses, silence the voices of parents, and disrespect the police. The people have had enough. Go to MassGOP.org to learn more, get involved, or make a contribution. In these tough economic times, rely on 1AAuto.com. Save money and empower yourself. In good times and bad, get great prices. Watch 1AAuto's massive library of free how-to videos. 
Fix it yourself easy and fast with 1AAuto.com. 